it's Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trappies playing in the background, with trappies playing in the background, with trap in uh, with trappies playing in the background, with trappies playing in the background, with trappies playing in the background, with trappies playing in the Okay, remix. You know, something for the girls. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Saucy Santana, um, I mentioned that before we started. I was like, that's why I said speaking. <laughs> so you said what? That him? <laughs> what? I said not that him. <laughs> the person? No, I was saying we were. Sp- oh, maybe I misspoke. We were speaking about <laughs> Saucy Santana before we started recording. Anyway, speaking of him. Um, I'll be on TikTok and sometimes he'd be uh, babysitting Summer, which is Carisha's daughter, and he'd be like, Uncle Girl with me. Like, he'd be, it'd be in the back of his throat, like, Uncle Girl. The way he, like, says it is like, like we got an umlaut or OWL. Yeah, I love it. Like, I love it. I love when he babysits Summer. He's like, Hey, something, something. <laughs> like, I just love it. He's so fun. Oh, I love Santana. Anyway, maybe we should have him as a guest. Uh, right, I'm sure he would jump at the opportunity. I think so. Cute waistband and jump in my jeans, jump in my track. But I'll be a P. We ain't coming outside. Bounce your back, pop your cat, charge him tax. That's that. Okay. We can pull apart that, do some uh, chord progressions. Girl, uh, um, that sounds like a episode probably played. <laughs> <laughs> you probably play clarinet in high school like everybody else. So we could talk about that. Well, yeah, send him an email. Talk to us PR. Feel free. I was, I was say I was, you feel free to reach out to to. I will reach Chelsea's out. Camp. I will reach out to his people. Um, and I'm sure he would love the publicity he will get on the classical music podcast. Um. I mean, I will say yeah. it is exposure to a new audience because although some of our listeners will know who Saucy Santana is, a lot of them will not. So, <laughs> I I I will go as far to say at least ninety five percent of the people listening to this. Oh, that's not true. Okay, fine. Like at least sixty percent of people listening to this are wondering how someone is saucy. <laughs> I'm gonna guarantee that because I feel like we say regular names. And people be like, whose baby are y'all talking about? So, um, yeah, man, I love Santana. And I got his live notifications on and Young Miami because I love when they go live together because it is so entertaining. It's so freaking entertaining. Well, on that note. um, Also reach out to Young Miami just so we can have them both it's definitely the budget right for sure um news this week um just really quick the 2022 sphinx venture fund recipients have been announced um so just want to give a shout out to some of them um one of the ventures that is being funded is the inaugural nina simone piano competition which is going to be for young Mm african-american pianists um, it's going to be held in the summer of 2023 in Cincinnati, Ohio. 
Um, this whole thing is put together by the pianist Awadagan Pratt. Um, and it's going to be presented as part of his Art of the Piano Festival and Foundation. Um, he's the president and artistic director. Um, and it's also going to be in partnership um, with the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra and the College Conservatory of Music at the University of Cincinnati, where he is a professor. Um, it's going to be held every two years, immediately before the annual two-week Art of the Piano Festival at, on the CCM campus. Prize winners will receive automatic admittance to the festival, performance opportunities in Cincinnati and elsewhere, and cash prizes. Um, it's also modeled uh, after the Sphinx competition. Um, so it's going to be uh, divided into three divisions, a junior division for ages 10 to 13, a senior division from 14 to 17, um, and a young artist division from 18 to 35. Ooh, that's an interesting age division. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I like, I kind of like how the, the younger ones are pretty small, like 10 to 13, 14 to 17. But then 18 to 35 is a huge one. But that's that's how yeah, Sphinx is. To 35? Isn't 35? Or no, it's 30, 30, 30. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of places are to 35. Like festivals mostly are will be to 35. I feel there should be like a... No, there should be like a... There could be like another category, Loki. Yeah. I honestly think that 10 to... 18 to 35? Yeah. I honestly think that 10... Yeah. But whatever, you know, that's the thing. But yeah, because I, because I, I do think it benefits from being broken up like that, how the younger ones are. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, we'll see. You know, um, another one, um, is another uh venture, um, that won the grant, um, is a new competition for black. Um, and Latinx singers that's also going to be launched in 2023 by the New York City Opera in partnership with the Manhattan School of Music. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, Alexis. They were all the same thing. <laughs> Alexis Smith, uh, shout out to Alexa. She's the chief of staff at, um, and assistant vice president for special initiatives at MSM. Um, she's also the former director of marketing for the New York uh, City Opera. Um, so she was the person that kind of, um, was at the forefront of this initiative. She said the new competition is going to have no entry fee. Okay. She she listened to the last episode of Classic Black. Because what are y'all doing? But okay. Um, and it also will offer monetary audition support to successful applicants to ensure that financial barriers are removed from participating entrants. Um, the competition will also offer cash prizes, um, performance contracts with the New York City Opera and mentorship. Um, the competition will have two divisions, a young artist division for ages 18 to 24 and a professional division for ages 25 to 40. 40? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I heard there was an episode of Triloquy that I think they were talking about how they were talking about ageism. And specifically for composers, how a lot of stuff is geared towards a younger crowd. And I was like, mm, that's probably that's not something that we've talked about because I mean, we was over here talking about <laughs> talking about adding ten years to our lives. And I was like, I don't know if I want to be thirty three. Like you know, so no, no we we about yeah, to be on the chopping block we, for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also y'all complex. <laughs> but I um. I think we're, we, because one of y'all just be doing too much, but like you know what we meant by it. I mean, and if you didn't yeah. know, you could ask. Um, I hate that. But anyway, 
um i was gonna say that i've kind of seen i like that 40 thing because you know when i was 23 you know what i'm saying got just got to eastman just 26 or whatever when i just graduated eastman versus now i finally was looking at something i'm finally too old for something i was gonna apply for um an orchestra festival in Europe for the summer and I am finally too old. That's the first time really? that's the first time obviously, but that was the first time for something like that that I was too old for, like a fellowship thing. I was like, dang, not too old for girls. I was about to say, well you could do this, but this is literally a voice competition. So uh, I mean I, I mean you could <clears throat> okay, not <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let me go. I mean, no entry fee. Right, see? No harm in trying. Oh, Delizia. Oh, Delizia. Delizia, cool. I don't mean some traviata. Yeah, actually, send me the link. <laughs> yeah, okay, it'll be in the description of the episode. Perfect. <laughs> Y'all vote. Y'all will vote for me. No, nah, because I kind of, I kind sort of, of <laughs> I kind of carried that. Like I kind of ate that up. Can't even lie. I kind of, I ate that up. I mean, it's a little pitchy, but like, come on. Art imitates life. My that uh, Beethoven three, I was working. I was a little pitchy too. So. All right. So finalists will. Well, Katie, when she's a finalist, uh, will perform. Period. Thank you. At a competition. Your mind to God's ears. At a competition uh, concert at MSM's um, Niedorf, right? Niedorf Karpati Hall. Um, and that'll be open to the public with competition performances reaching a global audience via um, the live streaming capabilities. So I'm excited for the world to finally hear your talents, Katie. Thank you. This is so encouraging. Thank you, Fran, for believing in me. <laughs> You know, yeah, when I'm on that stage, yeah, for them lights. All right. Um, and then the last Period. one is the composing inclusion um initiative, which is a partnership between the Juilliard School's preparatory division and the New York Philharmonic, um, and also the American Composers Forum. Um, and this initiative will commission Black and Latinx composers to create works with flexible orchestration. Um, works that provide multiple performance options of varying skill levels to enable both young and seasoned musicians to perform together. And the project is also going to connect students from the Juilliard School's preparatory division um, with uh, musicians from the New York Philharmonic for the first time for a side-by-side performance, including uh, concerts for the orchestra's Very Young Composers program and Young People's Concerts. Um, composers will be selected through an open call spearheaded by American Composers Forum um, and utilizing their equitable panel process, which will be, um, you can read more about that in the thing that I'm going to link. Um, and all nine composers will be selected and commissioned in 2022 and 2023, with the first premiere taking place in New York in an upcoming season. Katie, getting your pen out? Listen, I'm going to be busy. I got access for viola. I got to learn an aria for the first time. And um, I got to write me a little something. So, you know. Um, okay, so the, the students, the orchestra musicians, and the composers will work closely together to co-create nine new works, which will include five orchestral works, one string quartet, one woodwind quartet, one brass quintet, and um, one percussion ensemble work. Okay, hitting all the bases, except for the choral. 
Right. Define percussion ensemble. Uh, is there actually a definition for that? <laughs> is there actually a definition for that? Like, is it like a string quartet, woodwind quintet oh, no, type thing? Oh, no, I don't think so. I think that they're... I don't, I don't know how what they'd be doing I think they're, there. like, general, like, standard instruments that are, like, will probably be in there. But then, you know, they mm-hmm. can add in other stuff. Like, I feel like there's always going to be, like, a marimba or something like that. Yeah, vibes or something. Because otherwise, we're, okay, a drum set. They're going to be mad but at you me. Know, no, 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 these... <laughs> <laughs> That's a percussion instrument, right? I know, but I'm saying like, oh, it's no marimba because it's a pitched instrument. So I'm like, there's no marimba in there. It's basically just a drum set. It's not true at all. It's not it's false at all. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's that. Congrats to those um, folks. Um, next up, the Atlanta Opera is having a 96-hour opera project. Um, and they are seeking BIPOC composers and librettists. Um, okay, so a little bit about this. It is a composition competition in which teams of composers and librettists have four days to write, cast, direct, and stage completely new and compelling 10-minute operas. The uh, winning team... That sounds cool. I know, girl. You want to... Listen, me, you, and Joy, we could put something together. I mean... Let's... I mean, talk off mic. Talk off mic. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of serious. Um, the winning team. Oh well, because I don't know. It might be teams of two, but we got the composer friends. Um, yeah. The winning team is going to be awarded a commission uh to write an opera for the Atlanta Opera to premiere, and ten thousand dollars in cash. Um, it's designed as, uh, specifically for composers and librettists from historically underrepresented communities. So the competition is open to those who self-identify. Well, hold on. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold, no, but because for real. Rachel Dolezal, because, well, hold on. You. Now, all of a sudden, she a librettist. Um, no, nah, but they self-identify as black, nah, indigenous, Asian-American, Pacific Islander, Arab-American, Latin-American, or other communities of color. Um. The competition will be hosted in partnership with Morehouse College School of Music. The finals will be open to the public and will be held at the Ray Charles Center for Performing Arts on Monday, June 20th, 2022. The finals will include a special commemorative performance uh, honoring the Juneteenth holiday. Um, Yeah, so applications will open on December 1st of this year. More information on the process and application timeline can be found um, at atlantaopera.org slash competition. I'll also be linking all this in the description. The four-day competition is going to run from June 17th to June 20th, and every participant is guaranteed an honorarium and travel and lodging support. And there is no application fee. some Some people doing it the right way. It's like I'm telling you, like it's the little things. I'm telling you, it's like the little things. Yeah. Thirty dollars, five dollars. It's the little things. It doesn't matter what the application fee is. Why are y'all charging the application fee? The people who are reviewing the applications already have a salary. That part. That's a that's a hill. I, there's many hills I would die on, but that's definitely like. There's no reason that y'all need the application fee. Right. Um. Also, um, each creative team will be um, assigned a story drawn from Georgia's past and present based on materials provided by this year's stories that resonate. 
um, uh, partners, um, representative nonprofit organizations with storytelling at their core. Um, also, in, par- in partnership with the Georgia Public Broadcasting, uh, the Atlanta Opera Film Studio will produce a miniseries using filmed portions of the competition and supplemental interviews that will be shown on uh, Georgia Public Broadcasting stations across the state and online. So, yeah, sounds exciting. I will be linking that in the description if y'all are interested. Um, and then last but not least, I just want to give a quick shout out to Angelique uh, Montez, who was on the show a couple months ago, who is crowdfunding for her debut album. Yes, Angelique, I saw that. Um, so I will link that in case y'all want to support because she's out here celloing. If y'all want to mm-hmm. support her album, um, just look in the description to learn how you can uh, give. And yeah, that's it. That's the news this week. Period. So <clears throat> we have a real chill intermission. One of my favorite intermissions, actually. Um, and that's listens lately. What you been listening to? The lady, you want to go first? My listens lately, and y'all could stay mad if y'all want to. I'm piping up, okay? Because this is a hill I'm gonna die on. My listens lately, and my listens always, is Christmas music. Yes, Merry Christmas. And what about it? Yeah, like. Hey Peyton, because <laughs> <laughs> our friend Peyton was like, I hate when people, you know, uh, Halloween is over and people act like it's already Christmas. It is. It is. It's pre-Christmas. It's actually it's Christmas Eve, Eve, Eve. I was saying like, don't be a don't be a Grinch, don't be a Scrooge. Right. Also, you have to like introduce Christmas music early because I feel like it'd be too rushed and cluttered if you wait until after. I do not understand how anybody is listening to Christmas music after Thanksgiving. First of all, I'm I'm a Christmas music all year round type of person. Oh no, hold on. I don't understand. I'm a Christmas. If I feel like listening to Christmas music in July, I will do so. That's just so weird to me. How it's just it's music. Because why are you talking about Jingle Bell Rocks at the beach? Uh, first of all, I I've never had a Christmas under eighty degrees, so that's it fits right for me. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'll be forgetting that people have different point de- departures, especially like even the Southern Hemisphere. Like Christmas is always boiling. Yeah, so it's like it's never gonna make sense for me to be singing White Christmas. So <laughs> yeah, I might as well sing that movie. March. You remember that movie on Disney Channel where that girl like stole Santa's stole uh Santa's snow machine and she made it snow in California <clears throat> for Christmas? We have places like that that you can go, like Christmas festivals where they do fake snow. Oh, I was like, I remember being young, like, why is she so pressed? Like, this stuff sucks. Like, it's cute and stuff, <laughs> but also where I I can't really remember the last Christmas it actually snowed on Christmas. Like, it was never that cute, picturesque like. Oh my god it's snowing oh my god merry christmas and cue the credits it's never been that it might snow like a couple days before a couple days after and the rest of the time it's just gray sludge that you gotta par- like ram your car through and suffer through it's never giving mm-hmm. anyway yeah i'm a christmas year all a christmas music all year round type of person because i just don't understand how you can how you can clutter all of the good christmas music there's too much good christmas music how can you fit it all after Thanksgiving, it doesn't make any sense. This makes me uncomfy that you even listen to it. I mean, you do what you How? want, but it's March it's and you listen good. to Christmas music. It's good. Because, like, it's Christmas music sets the scene. I have the same, I have the same, um, 
schedule always like the Saturday after Thanksgiving I make a whole day not the Saturday but the, the next week not the Saturday directly after the next week after I make a whole day of putting my tree up putting up uh I put a whole bunch of Christmas music on and have my speakers going I put my Christmas tree up um and then you know I make a really nice dinner and I make you know vegan eggnog whole uh, the whole thing you know what I'm saying um, and I wait for that time. That's the that's probably like the first time I listen to Christmas music, like that Saturday after, you know, I practice in the morning and I have the whole thing at night. So it's like, I have a, I have a, like almost like a quasi, like tra- a tradition for doing that. So it's like, I probably won't listen to Christmas music before that time. I have things that are, well, I feel like for me, Christmas music, like if I do listen to it, not around Christmas time, it's not, it's like sporadic. Well, Christmas music around Christmas time is like when you playing it out loud for everybody in the house. It's you know, yeah. so it's like okay. different. But also, I do that with my Christmas shows, my my baking shows, the Sugar Rush Christmas, mm-hmm. Nailed It Christmas, Great British Bake Off. They do all, they all do Christmas episodes, and I watch those like in the week of Christmas. Um, and because I'm not a Christmas Christmas movie person, I'm not a movie person in general, but I'm def I'm just not a Christmas movie person at all. Man, I can't. I got my lineup. First of all, I I said this before. Like, Eloise at Christmas time. That's my go-to childhood favorite. Like, it, like child Katie. Like my inner child must watch that movie every single year. I don't know what's appealing about that little white girl running around the Plaza Hotel, but I live like so. I have that. I want to add this year. I want to try to read a Christmas novel. I've never yeah. tried that before, and that's what I'm gonna try. I'm trying to find one. I think I found a couple. So I'm gonna introduce that this year, girl. Real quick, real quick aside. Not well. This is a second aside. Have you heard of Thrift Books? What do you mean? Like the the app Thrift Books, like thrift okay. shopping. Girl, I was on Thrift Books. I got like six or seven books for like forty dollars because they have used books, you right? Told me that. Girl, first of all, I, my inner child again. I got these right here in my nightstand, so I could be reading them. So you remember the American Girl doll Addie, mm-hmm. the one that was the enslaved, slave, unfortunately. But but like I got her books. I haven't seen these books since I was a child. Like look what I got in my hands. Like me, Addie. Addie learns a lesson. Like I I literally like scream, almost cry when I saw these come to my door. And I spent I spent these were like four dollars. For them, a lot of the books are like are like that. They have new books on there too, but um, yeah, they use books. I got a whole bunch of books coming. I keep getting books because I'm like I should never have found out about this freaking website because yeah, they got used books on there. So I'm really excited to read those. I might skim through the first one because some stuff happened that I I remember the child I ain't like, but um, after she escapes and stuff like Father that. Father God, like, right oh my God, escapes. you said what? girl the way they the way they tried to put a bow on um on slavery like i remember what yeah this is one there's just one part in the book where like they her her master made her eat a eat a worm because she was like pick, picking cotton and These she missed some book? yeah i remember that it really upset me there's a scene in the first book where like they're escaping the dogs are after them and they had to Ooh, run through some water a horror movie <laughs> girl this is from the 90s when was this book written you know the 90s was um free for all oh my goodness let me see let me see when this book was written 
This is a children. This is what you you're supposed to rate this. First of all, say good night, kiss him on the forehead, <laughs> see you in the morning. The age, the age of this book on the back is seven and up. So that's that. But um, I remember that. So I'm I'm probably gonna be skimming the first book because that just means so much more when you the older you get and you learn that it was really so much worse than we thought. Um, than we would ever know. It says 1959. Ain't no way. American Girl that was around then? Oh, no. 1993. Yeah. 90s. Wild time. Wild time. So I'm going to skim through that. But the second book is uh, way better. And I, I ordered all of them, girl. And Addie had a cookbook, too. Girl. I should never. Anyway, I wanted to share that on here. So I'm going to try to read a Christmas novel this year just so I can. Cause I wait until after Thanksgiving to start my Christmas stuff, but I feel like if it was a novel, I could, I could start earlier because I do be I want to get the Christmas spirit rolling a little sooner, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm listening to. You not gonna play nothing? Oh, I can. Yeah, you always play something. One thing or I have three. That's good. Um. Okay. I'm gonna play. I already know which ones I'm gonna play. Two of them I have ready to go, but one of them, um, I was like, I have to play my favorite version of this song. Okay, so this is one of my favorite Christmas songs ever, and I don't have a lot of favorite things. So, this is "White Christmas" by the Drifters. I've definitely 100% played this on a Christmas episode before. There's no way I haven't. Especially when we did that yeah, Advent right. box or whatever. We did the like the countdown type of thing. Oh, I forgot about the Advent. Definitely, definitely played this before. But yeah, here it is again. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to cut that back on at the end of this. It's <laughs> <is> my jam. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's gonna have to. And I already bit started building out my Christmas uh, playlist because now I, you know I have a. I'm not using my my soulful celebrations on Pandora no more. Um, okay. Now I you know I gotta I gotta play a, um. I gotta play something from Michael Bublé's Christmas album because. Now I'm like, dang, which one should I play? Okay, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play "Cold December Night." That's not like a like a generic Christmas song, so yeah. Children sleep with one eye open well, Now there's more than toys at stake Cause I'm older now But nothing hoping The twinkling of the light 
imagine yourself fourth of july just passed you driving somewhere <laughs> I, I can't lie that makes me literally nauseous are you kidding wow i didn't know yeah. you didn't love jesus no more it. but okay oh okay <laughs> okay um and then I gotta play. This is one of also one of my favorite Christmas songs. This is and one of my ver- my favorite versions of a Christmas song, and this is uh Luther Vandross ver- version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah, Christmas music just automatically makes me happy, so it doesn't really matter when it plays. That's why. I think I just have to compartmentalize for like a very special time of year, a time that I enjoy fuzzy feelings. Right. It's I just don't want to feel that at Easter. Feel. Well, yeah, teach that one. But I, you know, I'm happy that makes it. I'm, I'm happy that makes you happy. Okay, so my three. The first one, you know, I'll be listening to jazz. Like I'll be, I'll be in my jazz bag. So, um, this is a song that I'm think considering uh transcribing even though it's very daunting because it's like I've literally never ever done that in my life um but I just I'm just so obsessed okay I'm just so obsessed with it this is The Masquerade is Over by Benny Golson Okay, so um, let's see. How do I want to do this? Okay, let's 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 go this way first, cause I don't want, I don't want the girls tussling. Um, okay, so this one, this next one is the Romance in G Major for Violin and Orchestra by Samuel Coleridge Taylor. I'm considering doing this on my recital, simply because mm. even though, okay, so with the Franck, the Franck Sonata, when violas play the Franck Sonata. <clears throat> that that freaking second movement it goes crazy. Um, when violas play that, they don't they don't play. Well, it is true. I have it here. There's some stuff that's dropped down, but for the most part, they play the violin part. So I was like, if we doing that with Frog, then we could do it with anybody. So I was like, <clears throat> excuse me. There's some stuff that I have to drop down because it is simply uh too high. It, it just wouldn't sound good on the viola. Not even that it's not doable. Well, there's one thing that's past the fingerboard, and we don't ever do that. Um, 
it just wouldn't sound good that high like this doesn't make any sense it's literally for someone who has a e-string which is why it's for violin anyway um but it's very beautiful here it is Something that sucks is that something about the uh, open string on a on a violin, like open G on a violin, goes crazy. I don't know what they put on that joint, but it goes <laughs> crazy. I don't know what the luthier did with the season or something. It goes stupid. So that's the only thing that the viola doesn't do. That it just sounds like a regular string. The C string, yeah. But anyway, looking um, forward to the link. Actually, it might not be a link. Maybe I'll fly out. Well, you know my you know my recital is gonna be you know. Well, and then, I, but I got the link to the last one, so we both know I'll be well, there. And then also, well, and also you know, we so, literally both know I'll be there, so <laughs> either virtually or not. So and, and it's it's closed, but um, it's, but just, the link. just me and my teacher. Okay, and I the link might be broken, well, but you, you I'm not sure that it won't so, be. You well, I mean, well, we can't. Well, yeah. We we don't we don't know. So no, um, we do. Yeah, so that's up in the air. I was at the last one, so. so. Well, every yeah. what what goes up must come down. Change. So, <laughs> yeah, the link will be down. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay. So my last was a little controversial. So, um, don't. But we 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 know the artist that I I love, um, and I feel like we should just okay. So. I found out about this song on TikTok and I love it a lot. So I'm going to play it. Why you look so alarmed? Because I don't know what you're going to say. You already know how I've been. I've been irritable this week. So what, what, what you're going to say? This is I Want to See Some Ass by Jack Harlow. Oh my gosh. I'm taking this out. I'm, I'm literally editing this episode. So this part won't be in. Just send me another one, baby. I want to see some. Delaney literally took her um headphones off. And you know what's crazy about that? Since it's just me and you here, because you can't hear. Um, hey y'all. What's crazy about it is that she loves um Montero and he's on Industry Baby. So I have made it he's known inescapable. That I do like his verse on Industry Baby. 
Okay, so what's it's the not this man that I don't like. It's the way that you talk about and nah. Mm-hmm. You should have saw the way Jam was looking at me the other day. Right. <laughs> just good for her. disgust. Good for her. <laughs> um, but I put her on some songs by him. So because it's what about it? What about that? What about that? What about that? Huh? So I put her. I put her on to some songs by him. So just such a disappointment. What about that? I thought I knew How's the disappointment you? doing? You do know me. We're having a good time. Don't sell it. But you know what? I got the timestamp written down. That won't be in the episode. That won't be in the final clip. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay, I'll play it next week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. And I will take it down. And I will make and I will sure put it back up. that when I upload this episode on Monday. Are you really going to cut it out? I will make sure that I change the password to the SoundCloud. Okay, and I'll report the account. Say that my was locked out of my account. Okay, but it's to the classical back email, which I will also change the password to. So when they send the link, and I will say that I forgot my password. Well, I think I set up the account, so it might be connected to my phone number. I make sure I have all, all the affairs. I know your order. phone number. That doesn't mean you could get the the code. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really gonna cut it out? Like you acting like that song is so good. I want to see. I would know. Else. I want to see something. Yeah, I know. You took your headphones off. Yep. I was protecting so my energy. Puff, puff has. Got the whole squad getting Okay. Yeah. I just don't understand. I just, I feel like everything I know about Katie has been a lie. I feel like you're taking an isolated incident it's and not you isolated. are magnifying. It's, it's isolated. Wow. Let's just finish the episode. <laughs> like I don't understand. Like moving on to our th- to the topic. So technically, <laughs> um, this past Friday was our three year anniversary of the show, which I was Lainey. previously excited about. But now I'm just wondering. I feel like three years is enough. It's all. It's all about your mindset. Yeah, and my mind is set on ending this episode. Girl, and also enjoy the lunch. This, this program in general. Oh, the last time Delaney and I had this uh, conversation. <laughs> it was a conversation between Delaney. me and a brick wall. Is what it was. <laughs> so I'm laughing because we had this conversation via text, but we had uh, our hotel rooms were sharing a wall. So I am cackling. I didn't know she could hear me. Yeah. So she was like, not you laughing. She was, she was, she thinks it's a laughing matter. She thinks race relations in America are a laughing matter. Oh Everyone spread the word. <laughs> you, Delaney, you're getting all worked up over an isolated incident. It's isolated. Anyway, like I said, we're moving on to the topic, which is that technically the show has been around for three years, which I could say it's been a pleasure. But as y'all can see, um, this is what it's come to between me and my co-host. Delaney being overly dramatic. So, um, yeah. We're doing the topic based off of it being our three-year anniversary, yay. Um, and we're going <laughs> to walk down memory lane, I guess. Um, and, you know. Dang, where is Lauren when I need her? Girl. Anyway. Um, I, have pe- I have a group of people that support me. And that's a shame. That's Those are called enablers. <laughs> Those people don't care about you. They do, because they don't. we all care about the same person. The- I feel you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta get past this. We were having a good time. 
And if you kept your headphones on, I heard you would also have a good time. Yeah, that's great. It wasn't. But um, <laughs> and I and and I would tell you if it was because like I said I did like his verse on Industry Baby I wasn't gonna listen to it, but then I was like I feel like I shouldn't like cut out a part of a part of the song and I liked it. I even will sing along to it. It's not about him. It's about you. I'm innocent. I'm I've been trying to move on to this, move on from this because I really feel like the the tiny sliver of our friendship that remains is hanging in the balance. And it's so funny because I saw my brother the other day. He was like, so are you and your co-host beefing? Because it's like, y'all argue a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the answer is yes, we are beefing. (laughs) Actually, we're we're tofuing, as Katie would say. Oh, thanks. Appreciate the inclusivity. The beef is coming from Delaney's side. Yeah, I have beef with white supremacy. And... And, and as Katie why. would like to uphold it, so okay. <laughs> and I just think about. I got dramatic. I, think I got a name for this episode. I've been trying to move Delaney's on. Being dramatic. Mm, have yes, and you've been reaching back and saying that I'm dramatic for something that makes total sense. You are dramatic. Because even moving on, you got all dry because and stuff. How, how is I that feel. moving on? You holding on to it. I, I, because it is a sad reality, but you're not budging. So what am I supposed to do? <laughs> yes, you sound ridiculous. I wish you knew how ridiculous you sounded. Anyway. You want to tell the people what we're talking about outside of the fact that it's been three lovely years? It's been three years. Um, Yeah, lovely years. Well, from your perspective, probably. Um, yeah, of course. Anyway, yeah, so we're going to be talking about um, some things in threes. The first thing was supposed to be our three of our favorite moments. For me, it's just going to be three moments because now nothing <laughs> nothing about this show is a favorite of mine anymore. Um, we're going to be doing so three moments, um, three trifling moments, and three things that we have learned doing the show so you want to kick it off with your three moments sure three of my favorite moments are we going back I back and forth like you said last time we all we always ask this and then we end up alternating so yeah let's alternate i mean we, we didn't do that for the intermission though oh we didn't well let's alternate okay so i really liked the christmas episode we did because i thought it was uh which one because we have three <laughs> um the the most recent one which so that's 2020. That? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the most recent Christmas. But the 2020. But what did Christmas. we talk about? Because I don't remember. It it was. I like that one a lot because it was really. I've, we never did anything like that before. So it was a narrated. It was like a narrated one. I don't know how that landed. Like I didn't get any. I didn't hear anything out in the streets about it. But I just had a lot of fun doing it. It was just different. Like it was just. I think we played like black Christmas music and then read a story. It was just like, I like that. It was just like so out of the box. We've never done anything like that or since. Um, kind of stood out to me. And also, you know, I love Christmas time and stuff like that. So it's cute. Okay. Um, one of my favorite moments has been um, when Catherine was talking about the first, <laughs> when she was saying how like it must have been crazy the first time people introduced 
dynamics. And you was like, when Hayden was writing them symphonies, he was like, <laughs> he was like, he was probably like, who you know? <laughs> Go loud to soft, <laughs> and then loud again. <laughs> who you know? I was like, yeah, that was one of my favorite, one of my favorite jokes. Um, well, actually, what was that? Like one of the jokes that occurred on this podcast. It was a okay, long time ago. Anyway, I have no idea what episode it was on. I vaguely remember wondering, was that the time when we were wondering if, if like, can we, there was a moment of time when we were dragging Hayden, like, he was, he stayed catching strays from us, because it's like, why'd you keep, why'd you have all these symphonies? Well, I mean, I, I think, because he was getting paid to turn those out, though. Yeah, he, he was, was paying his yeah. 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 He, uh, well, he was working for Aston Hazen, you know. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no yeah. hope in us remembering what episodes was, <laughs> was going to be. I, I girl. I wasn't even trying to. I wasn't even trying to remember. I was just trying to figure out like why would hiding come up. Well, I remember once we did some type of quiz thing, and I said which composer has two heads in his casket, and you didn't know that he had two heads in there. Could have oh, been that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Cool. Um, my next one is the black hair episode. I think it was Kalina. Daniel, mm-hmm. Jasmine, mm-hmm. maybe there was another person. Oh, was Joyce? Yeah, but we we inserted no. Joyce thing later in the episode because they weren't able to do the whole. Mm. I really like the episode because I feel like have we ever had a conversation like that? Like, obviously it happens. Like black people have these conversations in passing all the time. Um, I talked to Clint about hair, literally fifty percent of our conversations. So, um, but never like in in that kind of context so that was really neat for me to talk about dealing with hair and classical music and hearing other people's takes on their experience and stuff like that and just talk about regular stuff like hair care routines stuff like that it was it was cool funny because i feel like you did episodes i just did like portion and stuff um that's fine one of my my next yeah, I couldn't, one i couldn't think like uh, one of my next ones is when I was talking about a, um, there was a, a woman composer who had won a Golden Globe for scoring something. <laughs> <laughs> and Katie piped up. Talk about meanwhile, Florence Price, X, Y, and Z. She could have, she could have, she right there. And I'm like, yeah, that was the, the 2020 Golden Globes. <laughs> Decades after Florence Price passed away. <laughs> <laughs> don't think she was scoring <laughs> anything it was just very funny because he was like oh <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, that's a nice segue because you was wrong then and you wrong now about how what am i wrong about now exactly. well, we just moved no, on from but actually you know what never mind i'm not gonna go back i mean yeah see because you no because living in the past um all right, so my next favorite moment um, is like when we anytime we do, it's not high art. Um, but specifically the one with uh, Nikki because I just thought that one went really well. I feel like Yasmin, rightfully so, kind of struggled because, and that's a, it's a bias that if we continue to do content like that, whether it's like on the show or elsewise, 
um it's like getting rid of the bias of having years and years and years of studying classical music and playing classical music because stuff be and i feel like i thought i was pretty good about that because like when like teaching children on a weekly basis it's like I, I can't speak to them how I speak to my colleagues but even even my students have like a baseline of knowledge so it's just like when you have nothing yeah he hasn't said she plays saxophone but like so it's like even my students have a baseline of knowledge so I just feel like she did really well but it just wasn't it wasn't as it was just a hard concept to explain like that yeah. but um I feel like it would. I feel like it was good for Nikita go first and well, and go well because I feel like we never did, did it again. Um, and I, I remember laughing because I kind of tripped up on on one of them, but um, I enjoyed that. Okay, and my last one um is not a show moment, but it's the stuff that we be doing on Instagram. We haven't posted a trifling tidbit in a minute. That's because my whole life been a trifling tidbit. I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I be in my feelings. Don't have to be funny to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you can live a life and be like, ain't shit funny about this. <laughs> like, what's funny? What's funny about this? What's funny? <laughs> Rent? Ah. Uh, like, I was like, a mischief? Mm-hmm. Intonation? Nah, knee slapper? Like, I just, like, <laughs> maybe in a couple months. I just, I, like, fighting for our lives. I just here. don't be in the mood. Some of I the, don't be in the mood. um, <laughs> Some of the um yeah we've had some really really funny ones so and when we play the games y'all be arguing in the comments one of my favorite ones actually was when we were doing the elim- we were eliminating instruments <laughs> and Viola was on his way out and you got in the comments tagging Viola saying help <laughs> I don't remember that, that at all ridiculous. <laughs> I was like you cannot do that not you tagging Viola <laughs> talking about help. <laughs> Which one? Which who won that? Um, cello, I think. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. The yeah, made it farther than is. I was expecting it to. I was. I kind of knew Viola had it out the gun. Like people won't come for Viola because it's just like an easy target. It made it pretty far though. Surprisingly top three. far, actually. Top three low strings was top three. I'm surprised bass made it as far as it did because I was low key about to. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 we had to do it again. That, that takes time, though. That's the only thing. But, like, I love to see the girls tussle. So, <laughs> I could do it this weekend or something. That might be cute. It will be. Well, that's a good transition to our favorite trifling moments because that's actually uh, my favorite trifling moment. The IG voting thing because I feel like we did, too. We did instruments and we did composers. Yeah. I feel like the composers won, like, the people were mad. And I like that. <laughs> Not do like that. I'm going to send you, I'm going to screenshot the, the help and send it to you so you can see how you was acting. <laughs> yeah, you tagged Jen, you tagged your friend Eileen, <laughs> and you tagged uh, Sierra. Annoying. Yeah, recruited people for backup. Yeah, like. Katie's not Nikki. Okay, cheater. You don't. You don't even. You don't even over here. You don't even play an instrument. My sister in the comments talking about buy viola. <laughs> <laughs> like you got people not even classical musicians participating. <laughs> yeah, those were fun. You see Eileen, 
Eileen, I tagged Eileen. Eileen didn't even come with it. She was like, nah, Viola got a stupid low key. Eileen is a violist. <laughs> you know, we're A plus for self awareness. No, <laughs> Man. Freaking Eileen, of course. Yeah, we got to do this again. Yeah. I, we got to figure out what we're going to vote because I'm not doing black and posters because what y'all, what y'all, what you, what you mean? Right. What you mean by that? <laughs> like, and, and by the way, what, what do you mean by that? Yeah, we got to come up with it because this, this is, this is fun and we got more followers now. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. This is, that would be fun. We got to, oh, when we did the, um, okay, when we did composers, who won this? Margaret Florence Bonds. Price won. Oh, no, 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 no. Margaret Bond, I swiped and I thought Florence Price. Yeah. Even though. Oh, Florence Price is not even on here. Yeah. I didn't put her on here. Next one. You know what it was? Oh, no. All that stuff didn't happen yet. The, they didn't start. They didn't start killing black people on a global stage yet. So. Mm. I feel like people got nervous that because it was between Coleridge Taylor and Margaret yeah. Bonds. Cause it wasn't nobody yeah, as you should be there actually Mara tried to delete one of she tried to delete one of the black composers before even when there were other ones when the, it, w- it was still a mixed bag hmm, what do you mean by that like when there was still no yeah, I know what okay. you know I'm saying <laughs> what do you mean by that we gotta figure out I wanna do this again this is it's so much fun yeah. if you haven't seen it you gotta scroll back on our instagram you'll see a bunch of pictures but like x's over them and stuff and read the comments because people will be voting in the comments and fighting it's funny especially like yeah it's gonna be harder because there's gonna be way more people way more to count if people participate because we have like 30 likes on this comments i wonder also there was one where we had like 60 comments like yeah maybe later on okay. maybe the second one we did the instrument one because yeah. this one this one yeah because this one hit closer to home people are like uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe we can do like less things as well oh mine is base one i thought cello one i feel like i feel like first of all i think like the only reason to be <laughs> completely honest the only reason why i came down to viola cello and bass is because I feel like maybe because you and me are violas me you would I play viola you play and also bass. because you cheated and was tagging people I did not cheat you was tagging people I did not cheat excuse me miss ma'am I did not also, cheat because first of all Jen didn't comment so that didn't work and I also she did. I we voted against it did but she? Uh, that doesn't mean you didn't cheat that doesn't mean it didn't work out the way you wanted it to <laughs> so ridiculous um, also Jen <laughs> Not Jen at the comments when base one talking about April Fools was last week. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Just so y'all know, these are very trifling situations. Um, yeah, the girls get feisty. Oh, I want to do this again. Okay, but not okay, but not nine. It has to be less than nine. Maybe like six. Let me go. When we, when we done recording, we gotta come. Yeah. Up with what we Honestly, do. we we but might like, call alternate. We can we might call alternate if we can still do nine. Cause I wouldn't mind counting some of them. Cause we could turn the comments off after a certain amount of time. It's just like it's a lot of posting. That's the only thing. Like it takes all day. Cause you gotta give, you gotta give people like how much time did I give them last time? Two hours. It's just a lot. It's a, it's like nine posts in one day. It's a lot to do. Yeah. That's the only thing. We'll talk about it. 
I don't know if I have time for that. This was like this was during quarantine. Yep. Yeah, this was yeah, quarantine too. When when stuff so, all came to a halt. Now we doing stuff again. Yeah. I was doing this. I was te- I, yeah. I was teaching virtually and stuff like that. But you know. Yeah, it might be a minute showing up and stuff. So I don't know if I can be at the ready like that. Um, but yeah, I want to do this again. I don't know what it would be. We do like orchestral pieces or something like that. Um, okay, my first trifling moment. Okay, so <laughs> really, really early on when we played MASH. Oh, this is bad. Oh, well, it's already on the internet. Um, yeah, and it was hilarious. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, when we played MASH. Okay, so first of all, earlier in the episode, we had the news segment, as we always do. And this is when a certain orchestra was going through some financial troubles. So that was in the news. We talked about it, whatever. Intermission comes around. We play MASH. And Katie finds out that among some of her things, she's an accountant. No, that's her job. But she lives in a shack. She was like, <laughs> she was like, I'm an accountant. I live in a shack. I was like, maybe you, so and so's accountant. <laughs> that was hilarious, bro. <laughs> I was like, dang, too soon, too soon. <laughs> but it was, it was funny because they were like in the they, midst yeah, of it. Like they were. <laughs> I mean, but you gotta laugh at your pain. That's what um Tyler Perry said. Look at him. It's true. Now he got the biggest studio in America. Right. Period, and now the orchestra's fine. So maybe my joke helped. Yeah. See? Oh, wait. That was not Tyler Perry. That was freaking Kevin Hart. But also, look at Kevin. Look at him. Very rich. So that's what you want for yourself. Um. Okay. So <clears throat> my second favorite trifling moment <laughs> was when we were doing Put Me On. And Delaney asked her sister Danielle, she was like, So what do you think about when you think about classical music? And she was like, Nothing. <laughs> and I think about that at least once a month because I'm just like, I've there's not one there's not many things I would say that like you would tell me to think about it and I get like radio silence. <laughs> Era four oh four. So when she said it's like we coming to her, we built our whole lives on classical music at that point. Like and you look me in my face and tell me that you think at like this thing that I do every day, all day, you think absolutely nothing when you even hear the name of it. I just thought the way, and it was quick too. It was like, yeah, that was freaking hilarious. Yeah. I was like, we, so we are starting from ground zero. <laughs> like we are starting from, <laughs> we are starting from the absolute beginning. Cause not you was thinking about stuff before and it cleared, it cleared your slate. <laughs> like, dang. Right, like, right, like. What's for dinner tonight? Like, oh, like, how's my son doing? Classical music. Ooh. Where we <laughs> Like, <laughs> that was yeah, funny to that me. Funny. Um, okay. Dang, which one should I do next? Okay, so one of my favorite ones is when we were talking to Jasmine about new music. First of all, that whole episode was funny actually yeah i'm gonna say that whole episode so that i can say two of my the jokes that i made uh one was when i referenced the concerto for three half eaten blueberry muffins because i feel like somebody finna do that oh absolutely and another one was um when i was like it's fine to push the envelope but like now the envelope is paper mache 
Like, I feel like that really rings true for a lot of women. Oh, I don't remember that one. A That's lot of people got going on. Like, y'all pushing the envelope, but now... The envelope ain't no more. It's, it's literally not. Y'all done blitzed it. <laughs> y'all done, like... It's not here no more. But, yeah, that was a funny episode, because... Yeah, we were we showing her. We was on her nerves, but it's okay. You know, I'm going to change my, my last one, because I just remembered a moment from that episode. So... Um, my original one that I have written down was the Henny and Wings moment. I don't remember exactly what it was. Talking about Young and May, probably episode three. Talking about Schubert, something Henny and Wings. Mm-hmm. It was like even in our promo for Classically Black, Delaney reminded me that today. But since we're talking about that Jasmine episode, um, Jasmine got tired of us at the end, which you know rightfully so. Um, so there was a moment towards the end of the interview where she paused and she was like, are y'all done? <laughs> and I lived because I mean, I would ask us that too, but she, she handled that like a champ because we're a lot. And also Jasmine, the problem with Jasmine is she's fun to pick on. So it's like, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes, it's a good time. We're all having a good time. We're all laughing. If it, if she was like, if it was a more stoic interview, like Adam, Adam is fun to pick on, you know. <laughs> I enjoy, it. and I got Estefan doing it too. Yeah, we be having a good time with Adam. Um, okay, so this is just us, and you know, Adam be busy. I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell y'all a little secret. So okay. it's not a secret; it literally happened in front of an entire audience. But okay, so we played the Mendelssohn scared soul. Adam's gonna kill me. Anyway, we played the we played the Mendelssohn scared soul. The the whatever, what is it called? Midsummer's Dream. We played that last week, right? So as you know, there's a flute solo at the end. Adam carries the whole, the whole thing basically. So the way Bob did it, it was like the overture, and then it was a nocturne, and then it was the scherzo, and then it was the wedding march. That's how he did. It. He made a little symphony, like a symphony, light out of it. When I tell you after Adam, um, play his little thing, his do 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 do, the the audience broke the silence of, of keeping quiet the whole way like they clapped for adam because it was just that good and then when he stood up everybody went crazy i'm like you a star it's literally you a adam and friends like and i am happy to be the number so we need to have a conversation about why the concert master gotta be the violin like it should be adam it should be adam so i messed that on that um okay my last one this is this is I think this is like episode five or something. Yeah, this is episode five. When we Girl. was playing, we was playing FMK. We was playing. We, oh we was playing. Uh, flirt, Mary, forget because we were trying to keep it PG. Yeah, today we would have played. Played the yeah, real. Yeah, it's fuck Mary kill. Like we grown. <laughs> like, yeah, that was before, but we didn't know how. Since then, we've said a lot of things on this show. We this show has gone. We're both grown. Like. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we were playing that. Do you remember what I'm gonna what I'm about to say? No. Nope. Oh, okay. Not at all. I'm like we had episode five. So okay. So I don't remember who the three were, but I do remember that Schubert was one of them, and Katie was like, uh, <laughs> Katie said she uh, was going. She either married or forgot. I think she forgot him. She was like, you know, I like Schubert, but I know how you died, and I'm not going out that way. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? To God be the glory, because we are still here. Because there ain't no way. 
I applied for something and I put classically black. Um, cause you need like a portfolio for it, so I like I put classically black. And I emailed it off, and I kind of like regret that because I'm like, if you scroll back too far, it just depends when you drop it. Like sometimes it kids like I just be getting so nervous. Like, I mean, I'm still. It's on the internet. Like you, it's if you Google me, most most of what's gonna come up is gonna be classically black. Yeah, I haven't Googled myself in a while. I don't know what's coming up. Possibly you're not. You have a more common name than I do, so you probably have to put Viola, or you'd have to put like. Viola or Classic Black, and they're probably next to your name. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, sometimes. Some of the moments, sometimes just be getting out of hand. I mean, I don't regret anything. I'm just yeah. saying, like, don't listen to it. <laughs> um, people just be. I've had multiple things at this point, multiple times at work. People be like, oh, this is your podcast. I'm like, yo. <laughs> it just depends. Like, sometimes when we spin some real good stuff, like our. our um we did an education episode. I actually really, really liked that episode. I love that episode actually, because I, I mean, now it's kind of like it, now I, I would see it as screaming into the voids, preaching to the choir, preaching to the choir, because it's like everybody who listens to the show kind of is kind of on that wave. But um, like that, if you listen to that episode, yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, it just people wearing Air Force Ones to concerts whatever i said last week i, I don't know i just be saying right, playing Jack Harlow, i think it's one of the highlights actually i'm sure you do <laughs> but, um, i'd be weary and then people be wanting to like oh if you want to oh, i'm like girl no <laughs> like no no we don't want to no we don't want i don't know i don't know yeah <laughs> making me nervous I'm not ashamed of anything, but like we just get we just get a little feisty. It, it, yeah, some people don't don't get the humor, so it's like it's kind of. You know, I don't know. I don't know. And also, sometimes I'll be name dropping, especially last year when I had that fellow thing going there. Like, you know. but yeah, I'll be name dropping because like I'm frustrated. And this is my life, and also I would stand behind anything I said. Like, if you came up to me and asked me, like, "Hey, girl, what was that about?" I'm like, yeah, because actually I think that you should do better. And I feel like it's anti-progress. And I feel like if you're going to occupy this space in the particular role that you have, you should actually do better. Like, I, indeed, I feel like you shouldn't be charging application fees. And I actually think you should be teaching better. And I think that you should be advocating for um, composers of color since you are a person of color. Like, I, if someone came up to me and be like, I heard that you this and that. Um, but also... I mean, name dropping because it's also like I'm just not that important, and <laughs> no one's gonna be like, well, okay, about you? like. I mean, hopefully we do. But then we're gonna need I'm somebody to go back and comb through these episodes because I can't really bank on that. Yeah, but we want to hire people. Though. I don't think I said anything. I mean, I definitely I said some things that I don't agree with today, but nothing that yeah. is that bad. Yeah. That's that's fair. But also, to be fair, we've done this for three years. Like, there's a, probably a lot of stuff early yeah. classically black I don't believe. I, I don't agree with anymore. I was 19, too. Like, <laughs> over here. When we started classically black, so. Couldn't have been. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I mean, there, we started. By the time the first episode came out, I was 20. But. I mean, but also, I feel the only thing that would hinder anything that I said would be running for public office, which I have no desire, aspirations yeah. to do. Yeah, I've said I would I never this even give my time. time. So. 
and I stand by that. I'm I'm grateful for the opportunities I have here, but it, it doesn't change the fact that it's accessible. So that's that. Um, right. cool. What have you learned? Surround the things that we learned. <laughs> um, speaking of like early classically black, I think that um, one thing I I learned. Like I remember, like having a lot of conversations with Delaney, where she like Delaney used to be like, I don't know how we are gonna keep this going, and I just had like a, <laughs> I just had like a a general op- optimism. Like I was like, girl, there's always something happening. We could always spend something. We could always whatever. And I didn't really knew know what that meant. I think like early there was a time. Do you remember Bakiana? Yes, that was on my list of favorite moments, but just didn't make it. Um, our Bakiana came about. It was like episode like early twenties or something like that, maybe late teens, early twenties. And we were at that random Chinese restaurant over there on Clinton, and I was like, you know, I think we just lost the episode, or we you had extra news or something like that. And I'm like, you know, it would be cool if we took that and made like a trending now thing. So the whole episode was news, and then we opened it with Bakiana because Bakiana everyone was, was trending remixing yeah and it, that the idea came out of nowhere we didn't have to sit and cu- that, i think that was a, kind of the start of it it was like we didn't have we don't always have to sit and curate something we don't have to like okay we're gonna talk about this thing like a lot of times we do do that but one thing i've been enjoying about classically black especially like the more comfortable we get on the mics is how much we are like elastic and we just respond to what's going on around us and figuring out and some some weeks i will agree like it's a stretch with how we tie it back to classical music but also i think what keeps it classical is also there are there are just structures in place like there's always a new segment there's always a piece of the week um and there's always a black excellence so i think that keeps it like fundamentally classical because like you're clicking on a classical music podcast but um, I think one thing that we do, which I, which the, the field doesn't do, is just respond to the world around us. Like, look how big the Cardi B and Meg The Stallion collaboration was over the summer, and and we we took advantage of that, you know, or like talking about like Beyonce did something when we early classically black, and we took advantage of that. It's just like I really I like how we've learned to push the boundaries of like about like what the vision of the show is and what what creativity means in this and um I hope we keep doing that um and I mean some we can we can catch it too sometimes it'll be like this we've been podcasting it's not classically podcasting but um some weeks but um I think that's what also keeps it for me I can't I'm not gonna speak for you but it keeps it from being a drag i mean because there's definitely been times where there there is a certain thing to talk about and we've been like we would just, i just do not want to talk about that like yeah. we don't want to talk about like this injustice that this orchestra did we don't talk about because like we we talk about that all the time like all the time we talk about that so it's just Girl, like, i don't have nothing new to say it, yeah like it, no, nothing has changed so it's like i feel like we could have gotten burnt out more quickly if it was like so rigidly classical and I think also as I've grown in this space and like understanding what I know about like how how ridiculous this field is it's like also pushing the boundaries of like what classical music is and that's something that I started to explore on my own like in my own playing um but also like 
here like we talk about a lot of jazz we talk about a lot of gospel just incorporating like things we inherently know as classical music that weren't really validated before so long story short I, I like that we learn to push the boundaries of our creativity and keeping the show fresh at least to me I, it feels it, it never feels like a drag to do this like I it's just, it also it's in my schedule so um I'm speaking for myself it's in my schedule so this is something I have to do on Thursday nights but um yeah it just keeps it fresh because I feel like if we was talking if we spend a hundred episodes I feel like we personally I mean I don't know I don't want to say that because I was going to say that I don't see myself I wouldn't have seen myself sustaining a hundred episodes of talking about Mozart but also I'm just a stubborn person so we was going to do I'm, I'm gonna do it regardless but <clears throat> doing it and enjoying it are two different things and I mean obviously it ebbs and flows because like some weeks don't want to do it there's something to talk about but um yeah something I've learned by doing classical black is Katie's true colors um girl get a grip <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a pretty recent revelation on my part, but oh, Miss Girl, and that actually, let me take that. I take that back. I did not learn your true colors. I learned your true color, and that color is white. You are annoying. I'm just playing. That's what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned. I actually learned this is not not sustainable. So <laughs> take I take all that back. I just said okay. <laughs> um. No, but I learned pretty early on in the beginning that I learned how much the whole like institution of classical music that we were critiquing had affected the way that I think Mm. and the way that I looked at classical music. Because like I said, man, if you was hearing pieces a week, like first 20 episodes compared to now, girl, night and day, it's so different night and day. Like there's so there were definitely some definitely some conversations that that I have grown in um, by having in front of an audience because there are people, there are levels to this, you know, um, some people are at different stages and they're unlearning. And so maybe some people that might not have been where we were at were like, man, we've learned so much. And that really made me be like, Oh, well, I got to keep, you know, learning to keep up with that. So I make sure yeah. that I'm questioning the way I'm thinking about stuff because at the end of the day, I have a conservatory education and that means that certain things were embedded in the way that I think about music. So, yeah. Um that's something that I've learned. Um another thing I learned was uh just knowing to say stuff with your chest and just be bold about like and just be confident in what you're saying. Like I I remember very early on in classically black we would talk around a lot of things and i rightfully so like we were we were really stepping into murky waters and we didn't know anything about what we was doing how it would be received the impact the impact it would have on um our careers and we just didn't we just didn't know um and now like i said i'll be name dropping and i mean to a certain extent like i'm not finna <laughs> like there's always things but i feel like that's with any career anything um and also um in in the same way like I said what I said and 
just learning to um to stand that especially like i'm not i'm not above like anyone else i'm not above reproach and i'm not above correction Mm -hmm. however like you know i believe in what i say and i feel like i i'm pretty smart for the most part and like this people are people are gonna disagree with what you said people are gonna misunderstand what you said but like you got a misunderstanding you, you misunderstand what i said or you like you could just ask me like girl i got 800 followers on instagram <laughs> like a lot of people have my number so it's just like if you i don't know like and there's been a lot of instances where like people just disagree with me and it's just like okay miss girl like you can disagree like it don't like but I still said it because I, I believed in what I said. So I, I kind of learned to get, it's still a learning journey or whatever, but I've been learning to be more comfortable with that. Cause it's like people listen to this cause they care about your voice and they care about your take on stuff. So it's like, if you shy away from certain things or whatever, then what's the, what's the point of it? You know what? I feel like it's very fitting that on our, um, it's three-year anniversary, and the technology decided to humble us. It wasn't even the technology. It was literally user error. But um, long story short, I messed up recording, and we're back now. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, yeah, so my second thing um, for the second time, recording so that you guys can actually hear me this time, um uh, that i learned through classically black is about friendship and having real friends um so yeah i mentioned that katie and i we was working together somewhere and i had i'm kind of cynical i had been kind of cynical about friendship in general i had a very close best friend who was not a very good friend to me so i was just like people just don't be good friends period like i was just taking that experience and applying it to everybody and I remember we were talking to somebody and I just and I said like oh I don't have good friends and I remember Katie looking at me like okay me nothing okay me chopped tofu to you um and I realized that like I was you know like I do now and that's something that I gained from doing classically black um because in addition to Katie another person that's been really um helpful um in doing classically black has been Dr. Richard um, if you've been listening for a while, then you know Dr. Richard has been on two um, two episodes of Classically Black, and he also designed both of our logos, and he took all of our pictures. If, though we did three locations and an outfit change, and he recorded some of our promo videos. Like, Richard been out here. Oh, I forgot he used to do promo videos we used to do over there in the atrium. Yeah. Because <laughs> the first time we used to have videos, I'm like, what videos did he do? Yeah. And then I remember, like, we used to be there on Sunday morning, in the freaking hatch atrium recording two things we liked about Tchaikovsky. Right. Or whatever the heck. What a time. Right. Um, and the reason why this just came up is because he just texted us in the group chat. Because Katie and I frequently forget the classically black anniversary. <laughs> it's only been three of them. We've forgotten, I think, two out of three. Um, <laughs> well, for me, it was hard because it's always, it's, it's, it's the 12th, yeah, right? Yeah, it's November 12th. See, I'm so I'm too busy with Founders Day that I never think about classical black women's uh, That makes <laughs> like sense. It's, cause, yeah, because it's Estrella's Founders Day, so I'm just like, oh yeah, yep, 
and you're like, girl, um, the show we do every week. I feel like that might make it. Sometimes when things fall on the same day, it makes it easier for me to, because I know I yeah. had three people in my life whose birthday is March 7th. That's my mom's birthday. Um, or my other friend Katie's birthday and another friend's birthday. And also that's the first day of, that was my first bass lesson ever. So I have, I know that oh. day because it was on my mom's birthday. So it's easy for me to remember. Um, and it's my nice. My grandpa's birthday was March 7th. Who's this? My grandpa's birthday was March Aww. 7th. Yeah. Crazy. What's up with March? Right. Okay. Um. What, what What was nine months before that? What were y'all doing? Hmm? Nine months before that? What was that? Listen, it was so funny. I was at in my old job. They were talking about how... They were talking about different, like, times of year, what they mean. They was like, yeah, like, the Valentine's babies. Like, that's, like, right around October 16th. And they were like, don't let me when's your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> October 17th. <laughs> I was like, gross. Um, but yeah, um, Richard just texted us and he was like, oh, I just realized yesterday marked three years for y'all. I was catching up on some shows and I was like, damn, I'm really proud of them. I was like, no, Richie. I know. Because he be fronting, he be. Hey, you mean Richard. Richard. I'm Richard. Yeah. Bur- 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, we yeah. see through it. Teddy indeed. Bear? No, he no, don't I'm say indeed. He be saying, he say very good, very good, yeah, very good. That doesn't sound like it at all. Doesn't sound like him at all. Is he a caveman? No, <laughs> he speaks normally. <laughs> Make him sound like Groot, regular twenty first century human being. <laughs> shout out to Richie. Yeah, shout out to him. It's a friendship. To trife, actually. I was about to say to friendship it. and them hanging in the balance. No, nah, Richard's definitely worse than me, high key. When it comes to trife, Richard is just very unique in <laughs> the trife that he engages in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, um, my last little lesson I learned was about knowing your worth, and um, I know that sounds like very like cliche but it's it's really hard um negotiating at least for me i'm not gonna speak for Lenny. it's hard negotiating contracts sometimes i feel like we finally kind of found our stride now um but like early stages of classically black like my point of departure my template for podcasts before classically black was the read and um the friend zone which are huge podcasts especially especially the read um they see me at least a million streams per episode and or or more and they they're probably they're signing thousand dollar deals so it's like when it's time when it's time for us to do speaking engagement it's like you don't know where do you even start from that and that's before like people were open and honest about like what they're what they're getting paid and 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 whatever like literally seven years before that Probably, yeah. Yo, she said that. I remember yeah. Crystal was like, yeah, we just found a seven-figure deal. I'm like, seven figures? Girl. I couldn't imagine. It's like, what do you... That's, God, that's I have and seen also, what you've done for others. I'm begging. <laughs> also, Crystal, like, she got multiple bags because she does the... The insecure one. She, yeah. Yeah, the insecure thing. And she'd be doing... She she was on Drunk History a couple times. Like, yeah. what is the show Kid Fury writes for? Rap shit. That's Issa Rae's new show. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you already know that's gonna be successful. Like, 
Lord, I pro- I, I ain't too proud to beg. I'm not. <laughs> I'm begging like they. They God, are, just get a smidgen like, of a bag. <laughs> they would they would scoff at our contracts. They wouldn't even look at them. Um, but either way, getting to that point, we've we we went through we've gone through a lot of um headassery um at, at the at the beginning. Um, but you know, it was all things we had to go through to to to, to get to where we are now because we just had to come to an agreement uh before we turned the mics on. Um for something that we were asked to do um and had to and felt comfortable pushing back on it because Delaney made a good point over the last weekend when we were talking about it about how if this was like two or three years ago we would have just been like oh yeah let's go like oh hooray like ooh, fine like okay um and now it's like actually we could just not and that's an that's an option that we're comfortable with so um and obviously like there's nuance to this because you know when classic black first came out and you have 60 streams um that's that's something to consider it's like oh there's a time and place for that but you know as we are growing it's just an important inventory check to do to be like actually we should get paid for this or compensated in some way for this or mate or at least like depending on the organization making sure that it's worth our while so mm-hmm. That's something I learned. I mean, I know we we were both learning that in tandem, and that's also actually something that I learned from you because I feel like most of the time with contracts, but especially just because like I know she don't like admitting it, but like literal, literally like factually, Katie has the right to if we were individuals charge more money than than I, not could, but like, you know, you're just you have more qualifications and you will be justified in in raising your price. You know, once you got your master's degree and stuff. So sometimes I'd be like, well, hold on, you know, like sometimes, but this is the first, this is the first contract ever where I've been like, actually, I could stay home. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think we've both grown on it from where, from where we have been, um, from where we were when Classically Black started. Um, okay. And then my last thing, um, we kind of touched on this in our pre-recording, our two hour pre-recording conversation. Um, <laughs> you know, just to just to get ready for the actual two-hour recording, right? Because our recording time was four hours. Oh, it's ago actually been four hours. That so we were, that yeah, we were supposed to start. I'm starving, so. so I can't wait for this. To be over. Um, I mean, I'm having a, a blast, you guys, but I'm starving. Um, so. What for to say? Um, oh yeah, we touched on this because I was just saying like how how proud you should be when you create something from nothing. Um, and I mean, it's, and that's true for even things like, it doesn't matter like what type of work you do, but like when you are able to have opportunities and things, um, because it's something you were literally cooked up in your brain, um, is very, like, it's something to be proud of. Cause like I saw a lot of my family, a lot of my dad's side of the family this past week. Um, I have a lot of cousins, a lot of, and a lot of them and aunties and uncles and stuff were like, oh, you know, we saw um we listen to your podcast and Kate Delaney is famous and all this stuff and I'm like girl and I'm very I'm very quick to be like dang 23 years on this earth nothing to show for it like I'm (laughs) very quick to be on some ridiculous stuff like that but at the end of the day like you really got to look back 156 episodes and really more than that in live show and LA, Detroit. Hey, hey. What 
Atlantis. <laughs> right. Um, so it's like, okay, fine, I'll be doing stuff. Yeah. I be trying, y'all. I be trying to uh, be optimistic about stuff. But like it's very easy to get caught up in everything that you haven't done yet and X Y and you know, X, Y, and Z. So it's a it's a difficult time in general. Like I feel like your twenties are just like the trenches. I'd be having I'd be having a hard time sometimes. I mean, obviously Oh, go ahead. I was just about to say it's a running joke on Twitter about how terrible the year twenty three is. (laughs) And Oh, the year twenty three is terrible. You like brace yourself because twenty six is worse. So that's what my sister said. Twenty six is just the absolute like wow. That was a really rough year for me. Are you kidding? I think mainly because it starts with a bang. You wake up and you don't have health insurance. So that's well, that's not 100% true. I think you have a couple months. Um, and as a classical musician where you're constantly in flux until you get something, that's very terrifying. Um, uh, yeah, I'm so like yeah, I was to be like a tree or something. I'm just trying to figure out, like, y'all made a decision without my consent. And <laughs> <laughs> I could just been, I could just been in the ether. <laughs> um, but uh, what's I going to say? I don't know, actually, but because I forgot. Oh, <laughs> I've been trying to. What I've been working on. Um, I was listening to some preacher on Facebook. That sounds terrible. Wait, hold on. Let me clean that up. I was listening I to a preacher. Other people live streaming on Facebook. Yeah, that's true. What's his name? He's one of those mega preachers. Stephen. You said Frederick. mega preachers. Yeah. Oh, that's just something else. I just said something else. Could you imagine? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, what? He has a mega he has a mega church. He's he's elevation church. Stephen something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter who he is. Um he was talking about how like you like keep you'll never be content when you keep like looking for the next thing. Which I mean it's it's like common knowledge, but honestly when some people when some people just like explain it to you in the king's English, it's just like it just makes it better so i've been trying to work on that like i'm already figuring out try, i'm already like in the process right now especially like you know when you application time i'm already trying to figure out like what am i doing after memphis and i had to stop myself like yesterday the day before that i was like I, you remember when you were literally like praying for a fellowship and you already trying to figure out what you're gonna do next and da, 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 da. it's like you know like really trying to enjoy uh, i want years wanting the fellowship i wanted the fellowship so bad and now i'm like okay what am i gonna do next and yeah. what am i do i gotta get out you know, i had to reel that in because i moved i started in july and it's two weeks in and i'm on indeed i was like what are you talking about girl none of these jobs yeah. are gonna be open by the end of the year <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's so hard because especially like this people say classical music is hard but i feel like it's just so arbitrary until you do it like it's just really it's really challenging especially like the performance route um that's not what this episode's about though we can talk about that another day <laughs> and also like i said i want to make some tacos it's eight o'clock i'm starving no, so. i was gonna make some i was gonna make a tostada but it's giving doordash because i'm tired i feel you girl but also you know it's my cheat day so i'm gonna i'm gonna I have my flour tortillas i'm gonna fry them and make your own taco shell girl i'm gonna find me something on netflix yeah so yeah i'll to be anywhere but here so i'm just kidding y'all are great happy three years Woo. <laughs> are we done yep
All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because there's room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about, Delaney? Okay, so this week, I'm talking about Michael Skillern. He is a percussionist and a teaching artist um, who was based in Xi'an, China. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, mm-hmm. He is the director of bands in lower uh, secondary music at Xi'an Langjetan. So sorry. International School. Um, um, he's a substitute uh, percussionist with the Sheehan Symphony Orchestra and uh, chorus, and a frequent soloist and clinician with the United in the United States, China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. Um, as a performer, he's appeared um, in professional settings with groups and artists like McCormick Percussion Group, Christian Chenoweth, the Venice Symphony, the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay, Florida Orchestra, the Johns Creek or- uh, Symphony, um, the Alpharetta Symphony, the Blue Lake Festival Orchestra, and many, many more. Um, also, as a soloist, he's appeared um, in Georgia, Florida, Texas, Malaysia, and China. In 2016, he made his concerto debut with the Master Chorale of Tampa Bay performing um, Itai Shapira's The Ethics. Um, and in 2020, uh, he had a percussion and electronics tour of Xi'an, Wuhan, and Singapore. Um, but unfortunately, obviously, 2020. But you know what? He said, don't matter because I'm still popping. Um but it's fine because he was already popping before that because in 2019 um the uh north international music competition um gave him the first prize um in the percussion category and also fifth prize in the indonesian brass and percussion competition um he was also the national association of negro musicians solo competition finalist in 2014 um, he can be heard on Ravello Records um, with the McCormick Percussion Group and under his own name on both Spotify and Apple Music. Um, as an educator, okay. he's delivered percussion and band instruction to thousands of students across the United States and Asia at every age level. Come on, Army. Um, <laughs> uh, he's a very in-demand clinician specializing in orchestral percussion techniques and new music. Um, and he has been a band director since 2017. He did, he received a bachelor's in instrumental music education from Georgia State University and a master's in percussion performance slash instrumental conducting from University of South Florida. So shout out to Michael. Um, and I will link his website um, in the description so y'all can check him out. Big purr. Um, my piece of the week is La Campanella by Paganini. Giant hit. <laughs> nah, that joint. I don't want to give him too much because ain't nobody actually do all that. Okay. But um, <laughs> nah, cause literally the the minute that man started bouncing his bow, it's been downhill for everybody. Girl, um, the minute he like, first of all, did you, you ain't never heard of Curiosity Kill the Cat? Why are you so curious? Like it's just too much. And then, yeah, also Primrose, he could get it too because now we always be doing too much. So, y'all, because one, um, one dude came by, he could do a little spiccato. Now, all of a sudden, now and everybody. Now, can't nobody else do it. And now, like, yeah, it's giving very much. Y'all need to have a mind of your own. Um, anyway, I ordered it regardless uh, by Paganini, edited by Primrose. So, it's probably impossible to play. But um, if I could figure it out, I thought it'd be cute because. Uh, this uh lady, her she has a name. 
her name is Ina actually that's the only reason why I remember the pianist because um my mom's name is Ina um that's everybody thinks she's like Polish or something I'm like no she's very black but um <laughs> I remember the pianist name that played with us last week because she had the same name as my mom and she played it as an encore and I was like what's that giant hit and then I found out it was by Paganini and it kind of changed my mind but um oh. I wanted to see I wanted to see what it was talking about for viola, so I worked it. But yeah, that's my piece of the week. It's cute. Uh, if I find a, a recording of Promos playing, it, it, it's gonna sound like he on a toaster because he, you know, he died in the sixties. But um, no, it's not like it was gonna sound like a toaster. Yeah, it's gonna sound like the recording was made with a toaster. But uh, if I find it, I will link. All right, all right, y'all, we made it. When did Steps come out? Monday? What's today? Saturday? Okay. Um, if you're black, we have a conference on Saturday. Um, no, this will be gone, right? ISBM. Oh, wait, no. You said no, what? No. Never mind. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, is it going to be over? Not quite. Well, no. Um, It's free, so come on by. Come on down. Um, ISBM. Join ISBM. ISBMCondition.com. Or com. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I tripped up for a second. Um, classicallyblackpodcast.com at classicallyblackpodcast. Y'all, we're going to do one of them little games. I, that's probably going to be before you hear this because if I wait till the week, I'm, it's not happening. And I don't have a lesson with Jen tomorrow, so I actually might do it. Um, so, yeah, I'm phoning them grave. Shout out right, to the people. So that's, that's the episode. Gang, gang, three years. Goodbye, who you everyone. know got three years? Period. Big who you know got I'm, I'm sure a lot of podcasts have been. <laughs> Literally. But actually, to be fair to us, oh, we didn't even we say to. There. Oh, yeah, because you know how I feel. The, there, are, there are more podcasts that did not even make it to year one. That's true. And for that, we give God praise because we really mm-hmm. could end all this stuff. And y'all are currently listening to one that will not make it to year four. Now, why you say that? No, you know exactly why. I don't. <laughs> all right, y'all. You got a third eye? Because why else wouldn't it? Goodbye. Make it. My finger is about well, to on. press. My finger is about Wait. to press stop record. Uh oh. Well. I'll be minus five. Just be me and you guys. Four, and I will have I will be editing, so I will cut all that straight off. <laughs> and I will take it down and put my uh, version back up. Okay, but well we've okay. already been through. I thought you was on. Yeah, this is, this is, I am, so actually that's my <laughs> motivation to stop being trifling. Alright. All <laughs> Bye. Now my thing not stopping. Not me still here with y'all. Wait, how do I stop this?